Glory to God. Well, <clears throat> I want to give him praise this morning, too, because first service, I shared uh, praise for two answers to prayer. And after the first service, now it's three praises for three answers to prayer. This Thursday, last Thursday, several of us had prayed together about a very particular need early morning. And uh, within 10 minutes after we had prayed, got a phone call and God answered that prayer <laughs> within 10 minutes. Mary Lou and I were <clears throat> traveling yesterday on the road. We're going to Effingham and meeting with some other pastors and wives for a meal at noon. And Mary Lou and I were talking about a very specific need. And uh, as we talked about that need, we said together, let's take time right now and pray about it. And uh, I, did, I didn't shut my eyes, but I did talk to God. So we prayed presence of God was so real in that car yesterday afternoon as we were driving along a phone call came on the road and God had answered the prayer that morning and Friday somebody had come to the church office and said pastor uh, I need to do something this afternoon, and I hope this doesn't happen. I'm really scared to, to do this, but I, I feel God has, wants me to do this. And Could we pray about this situation particularly? And we, uh, we prayed specifically about this situation. They came and said after the service this morning that God particularly answered that prayer better than they could have ever imagined. And I just say, folks, if there's something real and very dear to your soul and your heart, take, take it to Him. He cares. He knows. He sees all the details from every angle, above and behind and beyond. He cares for us. And Delbert, uh, I don't want to take his thunder at all, but he uh, shared at the nursing home this morning. <clears throat> and I'm thankful for each one who goes to the, to the different retirement homes and nursing homes here and sing and minister and bless people's lives. And praise God for that. But Delbert shared with me just as he came in, he said, praise the Lord, Pastor. He said, uh, two people came to know Jesus this morning. Two people were saved. <laughs> And God, God is working. <clears throat> Wednesday evening we said, you know, sometimes we talk about God working over there. We talk about God working in Africa. Or we talk about Him working in India. Well, folks, He's, he's working in, in America. And He's changing lives. And we get to be a part of it. We get to see it. We get to experience it. And so we, we just give Him praise this morning. Glory, glory to His name. 
Well, we're in Matthew chapter 18, chapter one, verse 18, and we'll be reading together. If we could stand for the reading of God's word, this this message is is somewhat of a message uh, that could be shared on on Father's Day. It's really a, a great Father's Day message. It really has a lot to do with with being a man, a man of God. And I hope these words speak to you clearly this morning. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged or planning on being married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had it in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he is going to save his people from their sins. Praise the Lord. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets long time before, the virgin will be with child. The virgin will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary home to be his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus and blessed be the name of the Lord who gives us his word. Amen. This morning you may be seated. I I I I get really excited about this this story, this uh, narrative. It, it does something for my bones. It it just gets a hold of me, John. When I when I read the story, I see this man Joseph who doesn't get a lot of credit. I see him doing the right thing. I want to ask you, how about you? Where are you at?
Are you doing the right thing? A long, long time ago, well, maybe not so long ago, but, but there, there was a statement that, that God is looking for a few good men. Are you doing the right thing? When I look at the scripture this morning, it, it just kind of explodes. And, and I, I, I look at it and I say, you know what? When all of these events took place, the, the scripture is selling, saying to us that, that Joseph, he had an opinion about what was going on. You know, you, you've probably heard about changing a light bulb. And you've heard about how Nazarenes do it and Baptists do it and Catholics do it. There's always an opinion about how things are to be done. Uh, do you have an opinion? Uh, do you uh, like to share what, what you think? <laughs> uh, obviously, we, we see that, that uh, here... Joseph, he, he has an opinion of, of what needs to be done. Uh, because it says here uh, in verse 19, he had in mind uh, the idea of not exposing her, bringing her before the public square, but to divorce her quietly, to, to do kind of a, an inside job. But, but there's lots of opinions. Uh, there, there is the, the opinion of culture. Uh, if, if you go down the road any time and you, you're per, pretty much any time of the day, you, you turn on the, the radio... And, and uh, you begin to scan. There, there are, there's lots of them. They're, they're called talking heads. Everybody on this thing called talk radio has an opinion to share about something or someone or what just shouldn't have been done, or what should be done. And, and there's all these different opinions that are taking place. Everybody has an opinion about something. Um, there's the culture. And, and, and if you give it open line Friday, and you find out that the ones who are doing the talk radio, who have the invitation for others to share what they think, they have their, their opinion too. Just, just imagine for a moment that, that Joseph called in. He says, hey, i got this deal going on. Um, I just found out that the one I'm getting married to is 
is with child. She, she's pregnant. And, and I know for certain because I am a good guy. I do what's right. I do it all the time. I'm a righteous man. And I, 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 I just try to do what's right. I found out she is pregnant. And I've heard that God has something to do with it. Can you just imagine what kind of opinions would be shared on talk radio today? I'd like to turn in, tune in on that one. You know, like, hey, what's happened? But, but there, there was the opinion of, of the synagogue, because if, if Joseph is a righteous man, he, he's a part of the synagogue. And, and he's a part of a group of, of people who, who give spiritual counsel. The, the synagogue ruler would have definitely got in on this, the, the, the conversation. And, and you just imagine Joseph coming in and he's saying, you know what? Uh, here, here's the deal. The synagogue ruler is going to say something like this. Joseph, we're Jewish. And... and we know Rome's here, but but we're Jewish. And and if, if there is someone who is caught in adultery or if if they have a child, that that means that they have slept with someone. So in our culture, because that is just not acceptable, that's deplorable. Joseph, you, you got to expose her. You, you, you got to bring it public. And when you bring it public, We'll take care of business for you. We'll stone her to death. That's what the religious culture would have said during that day. Or just imagine it's mom and dad. You know, I found out that every mom and dad usually has an opinion about their children. about what they should do and shouldn't do. I've told our kids this. That even though they are 18 years old plus, I will continue to share my opinion with them until I'm gone from this world. I just let them know that in advance that my opinion will be shared. We, we have opinions and, 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 and Joseph comes and he, he talks to mom and dad about this. Just imagine opinion, the voice of dad and mom. And then there was the, the close friends, perhaps. And do you know what? There is this thing called the demand of the urgent. You know, you know what that's, that's about? When you got something coming into your life and you didn't expect it to come into your life and you need an answer yesterday and the situation, the environment, what's happening here and now becomes that which is going to push your buttons for a decision that may or may not be the best. 
But, but the scripture says that Joseph had his own opinion. The scripture says he had in mind to divorce her quietly. We're just going to try to do this in a quiet way. We're not going to expose her. We're going to try to find a way somehow to do it quietly. So hopefully very, 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 very few people know about it. You know what? There's something about Joseph that maybe you don't know. Scripture says he had in mind. He was a hard-headed man. How do I know that? Well, probably didn't help. My dad is German background. He was a farmer. But he was also a carpenter, just like Joseph. And if you've ever met any carpenters in your life, any engineers, you know, people who, who do a lot of adding and calculating, they, they add it all up and, and they, they come to conclusions. They tend to be very hard-headed people. There are a few people in our... In our uh, presence today, I, I can just imagine because you do what you do, you do all the calculations, you got it all figured up, you're probably a very hard-headed person. Okay? Fred is shaking his head no. Jack doesn't know how to shake his head. I just said, I just need to, you need to get this. Joseph is hard headed. He's drawn the conclusions. He's figured out what he needs to do. But when the Holy Spirit, when the Holy God, when the holy angel speaks to him, he takes the hard headedness and he changes it all around. God is looking for some hard headed folk that he can change around. I would rather God deal with a hard headed person and turn it around than be somebody who's a wimp. God is looking for some men who are hard-headed and are going to be hard-headed for the kingdom of God, who are going to stand up for truth and righteousness and holiness, and they're going to go all out for God and be hard-headed about it. You see, I get real excited when I talk to an atheist. Because a lot of atheists, they're pretty hard-headed. They've done all the calculations. They've done all the math. They've done all the study of science and all that kind of stuff. And they say, you know what? There's no God. But when God shows up on the scene and begins to touch the heart of an atheist who does not believe in God, and they begin to catch the glimpse that God is bigger than their unbelief, he changes that atheist into one who will never turn back. I love it when an atheist gets saved. And he's still doing it. In 2011. Get a grip. God is still changing the lives of atheists today. 
Let God deal with hard-headed folk to turn them around. May Jesus Christ come up on the scene and change our hard-headedness for the kingdom of God. What I like about Joseph is he doesn't play the blame game. Well, well God, you, you're the one who, who did this. God, I, I didn't have anything to do with this. You know what I'm talking about? You know, there are things that come into our lives that wasn't our fault. It ain't my problem. You did it. You messed up. You blew it. You're going to have to deal with it. I didn't get myself into this mess. You did. And you deal with it. See, Joseph really didn't have anything to do with what had taken place. But he said, God, even though I didn't do it, I'm going to listen and get involved. Some of our lives, there are some things that we didn't mess up. We didn't blow it. They did. And God is asking us to jump in to some lives that need for God to show up. Why do I like Joseph? These verse 24 says this. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary as his wife. What's happening here is that Joseph responds immediately to what God is saying to him. And he does it. He doesn't drag his feet. He doesn't, he doesn't think about, well, I wonder if I should. I wonder if I could. There, there is this immediate obedience to God. I think God is asking us to be some people who respond immediately to Him and obey. You know, this line, um, I, I really know I should. What, what, what does that mean? I, I know I really need to. I'll tell you one thing. If, if I say something like that, just kind of probably figure out, I probably don't really, really want to do it. Okay? I, I, I really need to. I, 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 really, I really like to. Because you, I'll just give you an example. If, if, if I'm really feeling bad, and somebody says uh, to me, you know, you should go to the doctor. I'll say, yeah, I, I, I probably should go. I, I really need to. But am I going to go to the doctor? <laughs> Pro- probably not. I, I just don't do doctors, okay? Kind of have to be close to dead to get there. Uh, J- J- Joseph doesn't say, I, I really should, I really need to. He says, I, I'm going to do it. He, he gets up from his bed and he obeys and he, he responds and he, he takes Mary home, the Bible says, to be his wife. You know, there's some things 
God requires an immediate response. There are some things that God calls for immediate response. Particularly when it comes to salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 says, In the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now, today, is a day of salvation. Salvation's a big thing. You see, when Joseph was responding to this call of Jesus, to the call of God, he was responding to the call of Jesus. The salvation, the Bible says, that will be for all the people of all time. You know, I'm really glad for salvation this morning. I'm really thankful for people being saved. The, the good word that, that Delbert shared, but, 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 you know, Mary Lou, <clears throat> it just came to my mind this morning. I am so glad she got saved. Okay? I really am. Because that means everything for the kingdom of God, but it means, means, means a whole lot for me. Just, just need to help you understand this a little bit, is that, you see, when she was 16 years old, she was in Florida. And she had swum out a little ways, and there was an undertow that got a hold of her legs. And pulled her out. She's being pulled out to sea. And she was drowning. There were two young men. Who saw her. And swam out and risked their own lives. To bring her in. She was saved. I don't know what it would be like without her. Frankly, I really don't know what it would be like. But I I can just imagine if those two young men had had noted that she was drowning and that she was dying and that she was going to she wasn't going to make it. Can you imagine if they said, you know what? Wow, that's really bad. She's drowning out there. I, I wonder if there's anything we could do about it. I I wonder maybe if we should go get some help. Maybe we should just pray for her. I mean, they, they, they could have done a lot of different things, but they went after her. And they saved her. Joseph responds immediately. Mary saved. 
the message of salvation was given opportunity. In every one of our lives, what would it be like if someone hadn't shared the message with us? No one would have remembered the Good Samaritan if he'd only had good intentions. He had money as well. That's what Margaret Thatcher said. Hubert Humphrey said, The Senate is filled with people with goodwill and good intentions. But the road to hell is also paved with them. And St. Bernard of Clairvaux from 1091 to 1153, who lived in that first era, said it and we've heard it. Hell is full of good intentions and good desires. Some things God requires for us to respond to today. Salvation is today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, today is the day that He invites you to become His child and be saved. If there's someone in your life who does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, today is a day to begin the preparation in getting to them. So that they can be saved. How many of us have regrets? We wished we had shared the message with someone. And we did not. You see, it's, it's, more, it's more than trying. It's more, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, to, to say the least, because, you know, the, these crazy things, where, where is that? Um, Tina, you, you, I mean, were you a little frustrated there? <laughs> you know, light the fire, everything will be all right, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, th- this, this did work before. I mean, it, it did light the candles at first service. Have you ever heard the word? Or the phrase, I'll try. I'll try. Tina, you tried. Okay. But with her trying, there was effort. I, I, I like you to all just kind of think about this for a minute. If, if you have a book or just something like that, I mean, just think about here, here, this, this little lighter. How would I try to lift that up? You know, what, how, how, how do I try to lift it up? Okay? I mean, if you try, you usually do lift it up. You tried. You gave it your all. 
But, but Paul, Paul, when you're trying, did what you weren't able to do. God, when we're not able to light the candle, is able to light the candle in our lives. You give it all your gut. You do whatever it takes possible. God will do everything He has to do what He needs to do in your life and others. Today is your day to be saved. The last thing I like about Joseph is this. It says this. But he had no union. He had no intimacy with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. You see, what I like about Joseph is this. Rather than demanding his rights, he steps aside to do what is right. He waits for the appropriate times. The Bible says he keeps her a virgin until after the birth of Jesus Christ. You see, he is not a bull, men. He is not a bull in the barnyard. <laughs> he is a man that has been given a mind to choose to do what is right. I believe God calls us to purity and holiness rather than acting and living like animals. God is able to save us from our animal nature if we've acted like animals. He is able to re-virginize you if you have sinned. Because that's the way God is in purifying. There is hope for all who have sinned in the area of sexuality. God can and will forgive. That's who He is. He does not cast the stones. He does not throw them at you. He forgives. And he purifies. It is still possible, Joseph. It is still possible that God will enable and equip his people to pure whole lives. Waiting. The year was 1930. And it was the year of the Naval Conference in London. King George, who really didn't want to be king, was to address the opening session. Radio was in its beginning days, in its infancy. But through the media, the king's message was to be carried around the world. However, just before the king was to go on air... A young engineer working for the Columbia Broadcasting Station ironically discovered that there was a wire broken in the transmitter. 
His name is Harold Vivian. There was no time for repairs. The world was waiting to hear the message of the king. The young engineer thought of a quick solution. He took a piece of broken wire in one hand and a piece of the broken wire in the other hand. And for 15 minutes, he took 250 volts of electricity through his body so that the king could communicate his broadcast. Like then, the world, the world is still waiting to hear the message of the king of all kings. The one way for that message is to go through us is if we who profess to be his disciples will be a connection and will be a conduit, a radio transmitter, if you say, that broadcasts the message of the king. And my question to you this morning is this. Will you allow the king's message to be transmitted or broadcast through you. There's a song, Matt, that I would like for us to sing if we can do that this morning. It's a little warmer in the house this morning. I'm sweating. Noted a few sleepy eyes this morning. That's okay. The message is a very real message for us. And for some, it may be that God is saying to you, it is time to do the right thing. And you must, you need to respond to him in saying, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. If that's you this morning, I invite you to come and spend some time with Jesus. Answering, Lord, I'll say yes. I'll do what's right. I'll accept your salvation for me and my house. I'll accept salvation as a message to share with the world. I want to do the right thing. I will do the right thing. That's you this morning, and you know you need to respond to Him. I invite you to come and pray. Could we stand? And I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. And I'll say yes. Lord, yes, and I will trust you 
and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. And I'll say yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey, and when your Spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree, in my Father, in this moment, if, if you're saying something to us in a way that only you can, because, Lord, you have showed up on the scene and you have determined in your providence and your sovereignty to, to rearrange our thinking, you have that right. Lord, there are often times when we've met something head on and we feel like we've got to make a quick, speedy decision. And the decision that we make is based upon our own calculations. It has very little to do with you at all. So, Lord, we, we ask you to be the one who is a master designer of every plan that we ever make. That by default, we do not choose to make a decision upon what we think is the right thing to do, but what we know is your plan those words, Lord, that come from the Scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in everything in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Lord, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. We ask for you to have your way. And so, Lord, if you are speaking to us this morning about a decision that we need to make right now with you, will you help us to nail it down and get on the right road in the direction you want us to go. We thank you that, Lord, your grace, your power, your strength, that what we cannot do in our own strength, that you will do in and through us. 
So we want to respond affirmatively saying, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way.